What in the heck? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hey guys, this is Bruce. Um doing another live. We're gonna be talking about uh convo. Uh, we're gonna be talking about cybersecurity stuff. Um I'm I'm laughing because I'm trying to get uh my other stream to work and um looks like they just changed some things. So uh, I'm not just bear with me here. Anyway, what we're going to talk about, I'm going to start off the topic with uh, working from home because that's one of the questions that I got over over here on TikTok. Um, somebody asking me, um, they said, um, can cybersecurity be done remotely? I'm looking to pivot into a remote career. And the answer is yes. I've been doing this remotely. I've been working remotely since um, 2014. And I've worked for, I don't know, for three or four different companies since then. Some part-time work here and there and uh, work for the uh, private sector, mostly contractor work um, for the government. There's There are quite a few remote jobs. And I think that um, one of the positive things that came out of COVID-19 is that more, op more opportunities for remote work, working from home. Um, yeah, because organizations realize that okay, they realize that, OK, we have to have something in place to where we can we can uh, re work remote. We can allow people to work remotely because they couldn't come in. That's kind of what happened, you know. So because of because that happened the way it did, you've got this situation where there's a lot more organizations that offer remote work. And it's just very it's much more appealing to work from home. Like it's just more it's. It, they can get more people if they offer work from home. I, I noticed like a lot of organizations are starting to offer it just to kind of get more people in, like e even to get more more job applicants, because in order for them to be competitive in the in the space, they have to offer it. And that being said, not all work from home jobs are equal. You've got I, I kind of break it up into three categories. One is. 100% remote, which is what everybody has in their mind when they think of remote work. Another one would be uh, flex work. And then the other one would be, um, would be, um, what's the other one? Travel, remote work with travels. Because some sometimes what they'll do is they'll offer remote work, but you got to travel like 50% of the year. So you might as well work from the office, to be honest with you. <laughs> so the answer to your question, uh, Hazel, NYC is that yes, you can work remotely. It's just um, you, so now the next question for you should be like, how do I do that? How can I get into to a job doing cybersecurity remotely? So first thing you should understand is that cybersecurity is a very huge field. What I mean to say is what that means is it's not just hacking like a lot of uh, gurus on TikTok, on social media, on YouTube, they, they're super smart guys, you know, and not taking anything from these uh, men and women that are very, very intelligent, you know, software engineers and um, you name it, very technical, can break down code and all that kind of stuff. Not all cybersecurity jobs um, are like that, you know, and my, I am a living example of that. I don't, I'm not super technical. I'm not, I'm not hands, when I say technical, I mean like a hands-on guy that's actually configuring the firewall or doing routing protocols, uh, you know, I'm, that's not me. I'm the person who's um, talking to the, the engineers in our organization to get that stuff done. Now, I do have to know, 
you know, I have to know about networking. I have to know how it works. I have to know how computers, you know, the difference between a client and a server. I, I've got to know, you know, things like that. But, you know, all the, some of the more deeper things I have to do research. I have to actually I don't know everything. So I have to, like, do some more research on why this thing can be exploited or what's going on with this new vulnerability or whatever. So that's not to say that I don't know technical things. It's just I'm not hands on all the time. So I'm not super deep in routing or firewalls or whatever. And this can be you. And so how do you get to this point? How do you get to a point where you can get a job working cybersecurity remotely? How do you do it? So number one, you've got to come in knowing uh, some IT. So nobody's exempt from knowing IT stuff. You got to know. Uh, you've got to know the basics. The basics would be like how do computers work? How does the RAM work with the motherboard? Works with the CPU and the storage device. What are the differences between those two on a system? Uh, what what's the difference between a, a client and a server system? What is a client server model? What is a uh, what is a public um, network and a private network? What is a DMZ? What is um, what is a private IP and a, and a public net, uh, IP? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> so the, you need to know like basic things. And so one of the places you can go for basic knowledge would be I encourage people to do like a, a um, to, to do uh, learn through doing like a certification. Like what I did was I learned about this most of this stuff from hands-on stuff when i was in the military but a lot of the deeper training came from me doing uh, the a plus certifi certification that was the first certification that i that i took and i had to study enough of the common body of knowledge to actually end up knowing how to troubleshoot basic stuff on a computer so that that would be one thing you can do and somebody said starting uh cybersecurity at, at wgu in march that's awesome so stuff like that if you have the opportunity to go to school that's even better you know not everybody has those opportunities but if you can like that's that's huge yeah go to school and then like then it forces you to focus on one thing and learn enough to where you get deep on on it as a whole and there's a lot of opportunities to do things like internships and things like that so once you get your foot in the door like once you get that knowledge you can get your foot in the door i should say um you can get into um it without experience but you can't get in without knowledge you have to have some level of knowledge now if you're not technical a lot of i get a lot of older folks asking me you know people my age or older 50s 60s and they're asking like well i'm you know i'm, I'm already 55 i'm already 60 like how can I still do this? Yeah, you absolutely you can. Like, actually, we need more mature people to do this stuff. It, the the rules the same for everyone. You got to start from, you know, knowing the basics. However, what I would encourage you to do, if you're not technical, if you don't want to do all this kind of stuff, um, you can just go ahead and um, you can just do a, a what's called a project uh, pre become project manager. Project managers don't need to go super deep in all the IT stuff. And I say that especially to my older people. Because we're not born into this. Like this was this is all new. This is pretty new to us. You know, a lot of you millennials and, and you Gen Z people, you guys like you guys are born with a freaking iPhone in your hand. You know, like you guys already know like how to do stuff. But us older people like this is some of this stuff is like, damn, like it takes us a little bit more cycles to learn this stuff. But if and it's, if that's you, if you don't feel like you want to be technical or you don't have the time to do it or you don't want to you don't want to do it or whatever the case may be looking up doing a pmp because pmps are basically people who it's adjacent to it adjacent to cybersecurity and engineering and even software engineering but you don't have to know how to be a, you don't have to be super technical you can, and they make as much as us that's the crazy thing about it 
do you know Python? I do not know Python. I'm not a programmer. Um, I know I know a little bit of scripting, um, like Reg um, Regex, a little bit of that. Um, I, I I wrote a program years ago. Like I had to teach myself Swift. I couldn't tell you how to code right now. Like I ba I know like HTML, basic HTML, which means I know nothing, right? So I don't I don't I'm not a programmer. You know what I'm saying? So, and I don't say that proudly or anything, but. I'm just telling you, if I can do this, you can do it, too. And I'm making six figures. I work from home. You know, um, you can you can do this. OK, I got a question on YouTube. Somebody says, uh, yes, I have an A plus certification. How do you get trained during remote work, especially when you're new to this field? Um, so it's it's going to be a lot of Zoom calls or a lot of um, team team meetings. It's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. But for the most part, a lot of I'm just going to be completely honest with you, Esther, like a lot of, um, of beginning jobs when you're first starting off, it's going to be it's going to be in the office or in the field like where it's going to be more flex work a lot of times. And not, that's not all. OK, I can I can show you some remote jobs that are are, are um, I'll show you like remote jobs that are um, for entry level people. But. I'm telling you, most of the jobs, many of the jobs is going to be you in the office or you in the field doing hands on stuff on a network, on a computer or whatever, touching the system. That being said, these jobs do exist where you're doing remote job. And the way that they would train you is it's going to be a lot of like you'll be on a, um, a remote call. You'll be talking to the person probably with with or without video or whatever, and they'll just be walking you through. OK, now do this. Now do this. Now do this. They'll walk you through a few a few uh, of those things a few times. And then eventually, you know, you got to pick it up and, and be able to to do it on your own. So it'll just be a lot of remote work, you know, like over the phone, mostly they're, where they're walking you through exactly what to do, like with a script or or with like a they usually have like a what's called a work instruction or a wiki. And it'll have like a breakdown of line by line, step by step, everything you do. If it's a good organization, they'll have really decent training that'll walk you through everything. So that'll be the main thing esther and i want to let me see if i can find like what i'm what i'm talking about as far as like a job that's remote that because it does ex they do exist these jobs do exist so what i do is i'm gonna go to indeed.com and i'm gonna search for here let me show you my screen real quick Let's take a quick detour so you can see what i'm seeing here so this is indeed.com you can do this on linkedin or, or dice or whatever but i'm gonna type in um Let's do entry level IT or better yet. Let's do you said you have an A plus certification. Let's do CompTIA A plus and this will show you how marketable this certification is because a lot of people talk mad crap about CompTIA A plus. And, and to be honest, like this was my first my first uh, certification and it's pretty marketable. I mean, look at how many jobs are looking for CompTIA A plus nine thousand two hundred for those listening is what I'm seeing on the screen here. Nine thousand two hundred seventy five to be exact. And check this out. So now what I'm going to do, but watch this. If you're following along, I'm on Indeed. I just typed in a, a CompTIA A+. That's all I typed in. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to um, job type. Um, well, full-time, part-time, temporary, internships. Okay. But what we want to see is um, remote jobs, of which there are it went from 9,000 to 1,000. So now we're down to 1,000. Uh, desk. Uh, you see this help desk uh, tier two job, right? That's pretty high, right? 70,000 a year, but 
we want something that's entry level. So let's go ahead and go to developer skills. No job type. No. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to job type full. Okay. And we're looking for a entry level. And normally they have a search where you can just do entry level. There's high school date posted. Okay. We got to figure out the dates posted. Let's go to the last 14 days and then drop down to 200 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a jobs in the last 14 days. Okay. Encouraging to apply. Okay, here we go. No college diploma. Let's let's do that. There's 15 jobs. We got it down to 15 jobs. No college diploma. But this is an infrastructure security architect. That's that's wrong. Um, they're normally looking for somebody with experience. Full-time desk support. This one right here might be it. So this is a full-time job making about 37000 a year available on the weekends. This right here might not need experience. Uh, okay. Must be a U.S. citizen, uh, associate's degree or, or equivalent experience, two years of IT experience. Okay. So they're he's still asking for experience. I'm looking for a remote job with no little or no experience. Okay. So let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can switch my screen on TikTok. I wish they had an easier way to do this, but they don't. So I apologize for this. Here we go right here. This is what I'm looking at right here. If you guys want to follow along, I don't know if you can see that. Um. Okay, so I'm looking for, let's not give up here. I don't see, unfortunately, don't see, okay, experience level. Here we go. Entry level. Here we go. Here we go. Entry level, experience level. There's only two jobs. Entry level. Look at this. Oh, threat intelligence. Oh, man, this is a pretty good job right here. I'm thinking they're going to want experience, though. Experience with tools and processes used to discover, okay, strong understanding of cybersecurity principles. Um, They're looking for a four-year uh, degree. All right, so this is probably not what we want. Okay, I'm looking for a different kind of job here these guys are also looking for a master's degree okay i i could not find one comptia with remote jobs see what i mean so you're not there's not a lot of jobs they do exist but there's not a lot and maybe it's because i let's let's take the 14 days away let's see if we can find anything without the 14 day probably within the last 30 days let's see here engineer vulnerability management no, 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 no. No college diploma. Okay, let's get rid of that. Man, I'm really not having a good time here. <laughs> it's like normally I could find something. CompTIA A plus entry level. Let's look at that. Entry level. Okay, there's 900 jobs. Now let's go remote. Now I'm going to search remote jobs. Okay, here we go. Cybersecurity apprentice. This one might be it right here. So remote job, cybersecurity apprentice. Uh, let's see here. Remote job, yes. Um, so this should give you an idea of how you could find a job like this um, with just an A-plus certification. Um, mo most of these jobs, to be honest with you, are going to want you to be, I want to want you to be on, on site at some point. But they're, they do. 
do exist. You can find remote jobs. They do exist. It's just there's not many entry level jobs. But that's not Esther's question was really like, how do how do they train you? And that's just over the phone. You know, they'll just train you over over um, Zoom calls or, or team calls or something like that. And actually, those are in, in a way a lot more effective um, um, than just one on one meetings, in my personal opinion, because you'll be able to show like slide decks and all kinds of stuff and you'll be able to be on the phone a lot longer. Uh, with that training, you know, hands on, of course, is is really great, but you can have hands on over the phone. So that's how you do. It. I hope to answer your questions, Esther. Any other questions you guys have, just feel free. I don't really have an agenda today um, I, as I've been working on other things. So I haven't had time to put anything together that's comprehensive. Somebody says, I want to learn all the all about malware and how to code okay so i can i can help with that so uh one of the good places to learn about like malware and and, and hacks and attacks and all that kind of stuff um there's a couple of really good sites one is called hack the box um one is called try hack me and uh it, it'll actually walk you through like some of the stuff that you you do actually you'll be hacking systems and learn about um some of the techniques and stuff. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go to try hack me. And if you want like entry level stuff, I would highly encourage you to start off with like a site like Udemy or something because Udemy is going to be, especially if you've never done it before, um, Udemy is going to have like cheap entry level certifications. Here's try hack me right here. And this is just like how to getting you into like how hacking works. Like it starts you at a low level and you can build your way up to where you're doing like some pretty crazy hacks. And, and it's kind of walking you through like an example of how, how you can actually start hacking, like how to see the source code of a page, for example, and um, how to, how people would exploit something like this, you know, on, and, You'd be surprised how many web pages are on the internet right now that can be exploited, just like how they tell you here on Try Hack Me. The other one is called uh, Hack the Box. Hack the Box. Um, I think it's .net or something. Hack the Box.net. Really cool. Like uh, I've actually messed around with this one, and um, X was really fun to do. And you start off at a low level. I think it's like it starts off from free to ten dollars a month, depending on how how deep you want to go with it. So they kind of gamify the learning experience, which is really cool. Um, as far as learning how to code, you can do that 100% on your own to start because there's so much training on YouTube. YouTube has so much training. I, I wrote an entire program just off of YouTube, um, just off of YouTube alone. I didn't know how to code it. I did not know how to code um, for apps. And so what I did was I went on YouTube and then just from scratch, learn how to do a whole, I actually made money off of that. I made this app. I made a couple apps actually. One was like walking people through a visa process. And then another one was um, teaching people stuff like this. Like I was breaking down like some of the categories of cybersecurity. And um, I made two different apps for that. And uh, they, they were, they weren't good. You know, they were pretty simple and they weren't good at all, but I actually did it, but I learned, I did all of that just going on YouTube and then people walking me through. And whenever I would get stumped, I would 
do a little research and then go back and try to mess around with it and do do some more research and go back and mess around. And then the actual code libraries themselves have some have some breakdowns and how to's of, of how to do it. So that's what I did to learn it. Um, let me see what else we got here. Um, let me see. Somebody said um, I'm in the cybersecurity program. Okay, I already read that. Um, let me see. You can learn a lot on the on the internet nowadays. Absolutely, you can learn just about every damn thing on the internet nowadays. Um, and that's where you kind of want to start. Is I would what I would recommend is you start there. Start from the internet. Start from free sources. And then if you like really like it, if you are like really into it, then then think about doing certifications or think about doing um, boot camps or doing um, um, degrees or whatever you're going to do. Spend some money and invest in yourself, you know, buy the books and all that kind of stuff. Um, let me see. Do you know Python? Let me see. Got some. More questions here. My cousin got me into it. He works in cybersecurity at the CDC. That's awesome. It's a pretty good position. All right. If there's no questions here, I'm going to answer some more questions that are on TikTok, in my TikTok comments. What is the best way to get into cybersecurity? The best, the best way to get into cybersecurity in my humble opinion, um, having and this is coming from a person who has been doing this since 2000, the best way to get into cybersecurity is to if you're already in IT. If you already are in an IT position, even if you're laying cable, if you work for Comcast or whatever, you go around laying cable, you should know a little bit something about networking. If you if you're a customer service person who's taking calls and then walking through people through like a script that they gave you. If you're a field tech and you're doing help desk type stuff, if if this is you, then uh, you are prepped. You are ready for cybersecurity because you, chances are you already know a little something about cybersecurity. You've already started doing it. Another field that kind of preps you for cybersecurity, the best way to get into cybersecurity, knowing some IT, is knowing compliance stuff. So compliance... How do I describe this? Compliance is making sure that organizations are are in line with um, industry standards, federal laws, state laws, industry law, whatever the law, the rules or regulations are. The healthcare ha industry has them. Um, the financial sector has them. Uh, pharmaceutical sector has them. All of these different large industries have them. All these sectors have them. So one of the best ways to kind of get yourself into cybersecurity, make that big money, work from home, all this kind of stuff, is if you're already in IT, you're already kind of doing this stuff. And then what you can do is transition into more of a compliance risk based um, and cybersecurity type role because you've you've already done a little bit of it. If you're on the help desk, you've done things like um installed security patches you've done things like installed signatures for malware you've done things like you know all, all of this work that you're doing is actually six-figure type work right you just don't know it yet like you got to put on your resume you got to market yourself right 
And I'm not saying you're going to make six figures out the box, right? You still got to put some some work in. You got to put that work in. But if you start to position yourself within about a year period, two year period, you can be making you can you can be nailing six figures. Anyway, so another another area is, is compliance. What I mean by that is if you I'll give me one example, hospitals. I get a lot of nurses, a lot of CNAs, a lot of people in the medical industry who are asking me about this. And actually, if you know, if if you've worked with HIPAA, like if you are a nurse, you've worked with HIPAA before, like protecting medical records, di digital records, stuff like that. You already have some insight into how hospitals, how the healthcare industry is supposed to protect records. So that right there is kind of putting your foot, getting your foot in the door a little bit into stuff that I do, which is cybersecurity. Now all you got to do is start to learn the more technical part of it, which if you've done nursing, if you've done any kind of a CNA work and all that. What you've done is some of it is as technical as the IT stuff, right? It's just different. So um, think about it, all the components and all the all the stuff that you have to learn about the human body and human anatomy. Like that's way more complicated than a computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the the medications and stuff you have to learn is way more complicated. So IT is not a real stress for you because you've done you've done harder stuff. So though. Those are two. That's two ways to get into cybersecurity. The the best way is already have be IT in IT. The if you have no experience in, with any kind of IT stuff, you don't have never been on the help desk. You're starting from scratch. You don't know any kind of compliance stuff at all. You don't know regulations. You don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. You're starting from scratch, and the best way to start from scratch from nothing is to actually. Um, Start from learning basic IT stuff. Just go on, start with start with Google, start with YouTube and start learning basic IT stuff. Like how does, how does a computer work? How does, you might not like it. That's why I say don't, 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 you're not spending any money first. Just go see if you like can sit through a course, like a free course, like on, go on Google type. And then like, if you like, it, if you, if you're into it, or if you're already fixing your computer and stuff like that, you're already building your own rig to play Fortnite or whatever, you know, then you are actually already prepped to start transitioning into a more hardcore IT stuff. You got to learn the basic IT stuff first, then you can transition into cybersecurity. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, let me see. What's a good job? For a master's degree graduate, if you have are if you are not already in IT, um, a good job for master's degree in my industry. I can speak for my industry, which is information technology and um, cybersecurity. Is is a um, is a is a manager. So managers typically have a master's degree. Now that being said, if you want to do this type of work, you still have to pay your dues. You got to know basic IT stuff. I would recommend doing a security plus. If you have a master's degree and you are trying to get into this field and you are tr you're trying to get break break uh, down that door and get in, I would highly recommend doing something like a security plus. And security plus is highly marketable. It's going to teach you the basics of what you need to know. Um, it's, it's, it's a good certification. Um, it says in getting, I'm getting my security plus. It, then you're on the right path. That's that's what you do. So Security Plus is a great way to. Um, and so what's going to happen is you're going to get your foot in the door in a in a you know your first job in IT is not going to probably won't be a hundred thousand. Okay, let me just be real with you. Just trying to be real with you. Um, it's going to be, it, but it won't be bad, 
right? It'll be better than most, probably most Americans. You, you're going to get in there. You'll be working basic IT stuff. Be humble, learn, okay? Be humble and learn. Don't, don't be too proud to learn something from a dude who's younger than you or something like that, right? Because you won't make it if that's the case. A lot of these people who are doing this are very young. So get your security plus. You have your master. Don't go around telling everybody, oh, I have a master's degree. I have a master's degree. Yeah. If it comes up, then say it. You know what I'm saying? But don't don't like throw that in people's face, right? Don't don't try to outshine the master. Not yet. Like you'll get there. But get so get your foot in the door. When you get the security plus, go apply for one of these entry level jobs. Go work there for about at least six. I would say at least six months. You can probably as little as four months. But if you did it for at least six months, you'll have a very good idea of how organizations work. How the how the help desk works with the networking team works with the how the tickets work how to do troubleshooting all the jargon you like you'll know you'll be like okay I got it then what you want to do is put that stuff on your resume put that stuff on your resume with keywords having six months in you'll know what the keywords are right you'll know what the jargon is you know you'll know when people's eyes light up when they know tenable or when they know oh they know Splunk oh you know people. People who know Splunk, they walk past and everybody's looking at them in awe and stuff. Like, you'll know, like, not Splunk in particular, but I'm just saying there's certain things that people know and people's skills that people have that are highly, mar highly, highly marketable. You know what I mean? So so get get six months of, of experience at, like, a low-level place or whatever, just getting experience. Put it on your resume. Then market the hell out yourself. Now, you should be marketing yourself all the time. Like, right now, you should put that shit on your resume right now. Um, but now you have you have to put your your experience on there. Once you put your experience on there, um, then what will happen is some doors will open up. That you'll level up. You'll level up. Now, since you have a master's degree, at some point, um, somebody you'll you'll have you'll see positions open up that are supervisor positions, like low level management positions, because they need more. They need mature people in management positions, people who can deal with who can speak, people who can deal with people who people aren't who aren't afraid of paperwork, you know, people like that. So within a, a few year period, you said, can I make 400 in four years um, after all the experience? 400K? Can I make 400K? Is that what you mean, DV? Can I make 400 in four years after all my experience? I'm trying to, can you, 400, 400K? If you mean 400K, not many people make it to that. Like, I know that that's okay. So a lot of people throw that number around. People throw around, oh, I make 200. I make 300. I make 400. Listen, the people who are making that kind of money, and now I this is might show my ignorance, but the people who I know who are making that kind of money, are are working in in um in Fang, which is um Facebook, Amazon, uh, Apple, Net uh, Netflix, and Google, and then I would also throw in like Twitter or something. As you know, they're not doing too well right now because <laughs> this goes off stocks. When they say they're making two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, four hundred Microsoft, that's the other one. When they say they're making all this money, usually it's with stocks. So they're they're they might be pulling down. Uh, their paycheck's gonna be is huge. They're pulling down, I don't know, twenty thousand a month or something like. They're making upwards of two hundred thousand, right? But then with the stocks and the, all the other stuff, that's what gets them that above two hundred thousand, like way above two hundred thousand. 
So when they say, oh, I make 200, 300, 400, like number one, normally they're in places like New York, uh, San Francisco, uh, very highly Miami, like places that are like the living expenses are super high. Number number one. Okay. And then number two, they're working for one of those companies that are also incentivizing them with stocks. They're saying, I'll give you 180. I'll give you, we're going to give you 210. But these stock options are also another 100,000 worth of stocks, which is definitely worth it. Because if you have, let's say, $50,000 in stocks from Google, I mean, that could be, you know, worth a lot of money later or whatever. So that's kind of what happens. With that, you know, four hundred thousand is like if you start your own company. Is is from my understanding. Like if you, like I don't even know anybody who makes that kind of money doing IT work. But I've heard of people doing that, but I don't know anybody making that kind of money. Um, that's like directors. I think directors make that kind of money. Like directors, uh, upper level management. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying, you know, it's that's up there. I'm going into uh, ethical hacking after my security plus. Awesome. I would uh, recommend the, the CEH. Uh, CEH is very, very, very marketable. I, people talk crap about it in, in my industry and in, in cybersecurity, but it's it's actually pretty marketable because that's that's the certification everybody knows about. It's for everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean the the people who hire us, the um, human resources and the technical recruiters. They know what that is. But they don't know what uh, OSCP is, for example. Okay, let me see. Somebody over here on YouTube, Jermaine Cohn says, Hey, Bruce, can can you talk about vendor risk management? About vendor risk management. Vendor risk management. Do you mean vulnerability management or am I confused? Vendor risk management. Maybe I know this under a different name, Jermaine. Um, could you give me some more context? Um, do you need to have a college degree um, to get into cybersecurity, to get your foot in the door in IT or cybersecurity? You don't absolutely need one to make big money um, at some point. Yes. Like to make to make big money, normally you do. Now, I, that being said, I do know some people who did not have a degree who was making uh, 200000 but they were they were freakishly smart. <laughs> we're like, I'm just going to be real with you guys. Like, I know two people who, who are making over close to or over 100 and one of them was making 100, uh, 200, almost 200000 So, and I'll just give you both these guys didn't have degrees. Both these guys were mentors of mine. So one guy, I'm not without naming anybody, um, who are one of them still a friend of mine. We talk every now and then or whatever. But this dude did not have a degree when I first met him. And but the guy knew how to. He's a polymath. He knew how to code. He knew he knew how to do networking. Uh, he knew how to set up firewalls. He he could do everything. He was a he was an he was an electrical engineer. He could solder. Like he could do everything. Like they this system that it was the army system. They needed him. They needed this guy. Like this dude was really freaking smart. And he did not have a degree. He didn't have certifications. He did just got out of the military and just knew how to do all the stuff because he was a 
he was an engineer. He was an electrical engineer in the military, in, in the Air Force. And then he got out and um, he didn't have a degree, nothing. And But he just knew all this stuff. And he and they were like, yeah, they hired this dude. He was making about, I want to say about 60, but with the travel and over time, he was making like 70, which at the time, early 2000s was a lot for us, especially we were, you know, young, young dudes. And he was making crazy dough and for that time frame, you know, was equivalent of probably like 100 now. So there's that guy. And then another dude, a dude is even smarter than him. <laughs> this guy, he's now this guy. Okay. This these people are not normal is what I'm trying to emphasize to you. This, these people had no degree. This dude, this freaking guy, this dude was an ex-Marine. He came out of the military and he knew everything. Like he he you couldn't stump him. And even if he didn't know it, he could figure it out. Like you sit him in front of a computer and he would know it. And uh one of the smartest human beings I've ever met. Um Mr. Rodriguez, I'll just say that he knows who he is. Like he's gonna see this video and be like, he's gonna laugh. This dude's like a director, of some company now. He's freaking smart as hell. But when I first met this dude, um, he was making like two hundred. <laughs> had no degree. He might have some. Cert I think he had industry level vendor level certifications. Uh, he had like a McAfee certs or something, and he. I don't want to say where he worked because then somebody's going to figure it out. But anyway, this dude, uh, super smart guy. I mean, he was making 200 and it, I, you can come in and make crazy money and you, you can make crazy money without a degree, but you got to have something, you got to bring something crazy to the table. Another, uh, group of people who I know who make that kind of money without, without a degree is people who, uh, have, um, Security clearances, high level security clearances, they can usually finagle themselves into and a little bit of IT knowledge. They can they can sometimes get in into and in making crazy money. But that being said, if even if you're not a freaking uh, freakishly smart at this, you can make you can come in this and not have a degree because that was your original question. Can you do this without a degree? The answer is yes. Um, I, I would recommend that you get a, a certification. You can you can come in uh without a degree but you have to have the knowledge you know um let me see i took a s plus course do you mean a plus s plus course and it seems pretty general information about uh that seems right you mean a plus certification if you mean a plus if a security plus I took the secure S plus. You mean security plus? I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I'll come back to that. He means third party risk management. Third party risk management. Hmm. Okay. He says, Bruce, can you tell me about vendor risk management? Third party supplier, third party supplier, risk management for third party supplier. Um, this might be in line with what I did in my last job, but I'm trying to figure out what you mean. So, uh, I, and I apologize. I just, um, says I have no computer. Okay. Let me try to answer this risk. Third party risk management, third party risk management. You mean like, a, what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> like I'm really trying to, would that be like CMMC? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm not understanding also TTZ. I'm I really want to understand. I I want to say, do you guys okay? Third party risk man. Third party means like another company comes in and does the risk management for another company, and then they're looking at because that's what I did at my last job. And so I worked at, uh, but I don't know if that's what you guys mean. Because if that's not what you mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, that's not my wheelhouse. But I could tell you, my last job, I worked at Verizon, and we Verizon has a, um, they have a security team, very sharp security unit, and they go and they'll do risk risk assessments uh, on um, organizations. They'll do like a, they'll do like 13 different assessments on your on your it's really good it's, it's pretty thorough and um at the end of it we'll do like a risk assessment um a we'll do we don't do the risk management part that's like a, that was another organization that was next to us so we would do the risk assessment meaning like we would say look this is your top risk here's where your vulnerabilities are you should fix this thing here this thing right here is definitely needs to be fixed and it wasn't just Myself as a whole, our whole team would come come together and and figure out like how, what's their highest level of risk. You know, it's a team of like CISSPs, CISAs, people with like like collectively hundreds of years of experience. We would come in and look at your, their stuff and say, okay, based on this, this, and this, here's where they should focus their energy. And then if they wanted additional risk management services, we had another team. That would come in and help them do their documentation and it depends on what framework they were using like if they were using um if they were you if they were using cis framework or if they were using iso 27001 and then we have to figure out okay what documentation do they need to meet this or that federal regulation um so it's i don't think that's what you mean though so <laughs> um i apologize i'm, I'm not understanding Okay, third-party risk management. Okay, um, I need. I have no computer or IT knowledge. Please advise me on what I need. What advise me? I want to go into IT. Okay, man, I get this question a lot. Ah, Lord, it's like the same question over and over again. <laughs> All right, so if I had, okay, if I had zero experience. Right now, if I was in this field, right, now, if I wanted to get into this field, into IT, I have no IT knowledge whatsoever. If this is you, here's what I would do in this in, in the environment right now. Number one, number one, you gotta you've got to get the knowledge. Become a geek. That's the very first thing you should do. Now, if you're if you're interested, you want me to walk you through this all of this stuff. I have a free course. Go to um, if you're on TikTok, go to my. Uh, you can find this on combocourses.com. It's a free course, and it's it's um, cybersecurity for beginners. I can't remember what I called it, but I'm it, everything I'm about to tell summarize to you in in one minute is I go to through like two or three hours worth of me breaking down everything you got to do. And while I'm talking to you, I'll I'll show you guys what I'm talking about on combocourses.com. So what I would do right now is number one, you got to become a geek, right? What do I mean by that? You've got to learn this stuff. You know, geeks are obsessive about IT. They want to know. Like they're hungry for more knowledge. The And why do you need to become a geek? Because the, the knowledge is what they're after. They want to know how to do this stuff. What's going on? Now, you have a lot of the resources that you need right now to become a geek, to learn this stuff. 
you can right now go to YouTube for free and learn everything you need to know, the basic stuff about um, how networks, how, how IPs work, basic stuff about how to troubleshoot a computer. You have a computer more like if you're talking to me right now, you got a phone, you can literally start learning a lot of stuff right now. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I'm telling you right now, you can totally learn a lot of the, the basic stuff that you need to know. You got to become a geek. You got to live, eat and breathe this stuff uh, to learn the all the technical stuff that you need to know. All right. Now, I just found the course. Let me show you that on the screen. I'm showing the, the free course that I have out there that kind of walks you through everything I'm, I'm telling you right now. So beginning beginners, you have to become a geek. Let me switch my, my camera around real quick. I did this course years ago because I, I get the same question. I've been getting the same question about people who want to get into this. Most people are kind of just window shoppers. They don't really know enough. Uh, it's kind of like people, when I was a cop, people wanted to become a cop because they wanted to be like Starchki and Hutch or something. They think that being a cop is busting down doors and and shit like that. You know, they think that <laughs> that's not that's not it, brother. Brother, it's not that's not what it is. You know what I mean? And and IT is kind of like that. People think it's like they they watch the movie Hackers or something, and they want to like, you know, they want to crack databases and change grades or something like they want to. That's not I. That's not cybersecurity. Like it's one tiny sliver of cybersecurity. So anyway, the first step you want to do is you want to become a, a geek. Just know everything about IT. Once you become a geek, once you're the person that's fixing other people's computers, the next thing you want to do is you want to tip, dip your toe in the IT professional, uh, the IT professional world. Get some actual experience under your belt. And places you can actually get experience, if you happen to go to college, you can actually get it straight from the school. You can actually volunteer your time. If you're the resident expert, if you're the person that people come to to fix your computers, you're now you're ready. You're ready to become an IT professional. You want to actually get an entry level job so you can get that. What you're looking for is that title uh, for that company where somebody somebody trusted you to work with their um, with their computers, with their information. Right? Somebody trusted you, and now you are. Uh, help desk level one, and you can put that on your resume, right? Because now you're building your resume. Another thing I talk about is is the four components of a computer, um, and that's just um, the input devices. That's like your keyboard, your touchscreen, um, your voice, anything that comes in to the computer, right? There's that component, and then there's the CPU, there's the memory, and there's the output. I just break this down as simple as possible. And then I, I talk about networking essentials. You need to know what a network IP address is, public uh, public versus private uh, IP addresses, network devices, um, the network, the OSI model, um, and, and uh, some of the main ports, protocols, and services that you need to know. So those are the things I talk about. Some of the security best practices are some other things I talk about. And um, if you... Once you get through all this, this, is a free kind of walkthrough of stuff I'm talking about here. Once you get through that stuff, you'll know whether or not you want to do this. Because some people think they want to do this, but then when they realize that it's it's not, you're not necessarily hacking stuff all the time. You know, you're not. It's not glamorous. It's not. 
you know, it's a thankless job. You know, it makes money. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's solid. You know, you're not going to be without a job. Like all this stuff with the recession. You know, this is like the second or third recession that I've been through and I'm not affected by it. I'm not affected, man. I got a job. I got a good job. I got people beating down my door trying to get me to come in and, and work with them. I've got, I mean, I have not like 2008 during the collapse, friends and family are like, oh my God, you know, I'm losing my job and what am I going to do? And me, I was, I quit one job to go to another job. I literally quit one job and went to another job. And when I quit my job, people were like, oh my God, you're going to quit your job. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm getting offers, all kinds of offers. Like I'm, it doesn't, it's because this field of cybersecurity is is in demand. Cybersecurity in particular, I mean, and not all IT. Like, because if you go right now, I, I know you heard about it. Like, Facebook is is, I don't know. They fired like eleven thousand people or something. Um, they let about eleven thousand people go. Microsoft laid off a bunch of people. Amazon laid off a bunch of people. Like, uh, guess who's not laid off? Cybersecurity people are not laid off. Not not in my industry. You know, we need people. As a matter of fact, we're we're hurting right now. We don't have enough people to do this work. And uh, it's a high paying job. And the thing about it, you might be like, well, money isn't everything, Bruce. You know, well, listen, like I can I've been able to buy property because I have. You know, I have money. I can start other businesses. I can help people. I don't have to keep all the money. I could literally give money away if I want. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I mean, capitalism isn't perfect, right? But you can use it to help your agenda, you know, which for me is to help people. Okay, let me see. Somebody said, just submit a cover letter when you fill out, do you, oh, sorry, I can't freaking read. Somebody asked me on YouTube, do you submit a cover letter when you fill out job applications? Um, just call me solo. Um, so no, sir, I do. I personally don't normally do cover letters. Um, and I, it's probably best practice to do that, but I haven't had to, you know, <laughs> I haven't had to do it. Um, it's, is it good? Is it a good thing to do? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's good to do it, but I personally don't do it because what I do, what I do is, is uh you know as a matter of fact let me let me show you guys what I do I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you and and you'll make sense of why I don't I don't do cover letters can you should you sure absolutely go go for it do do cover letters um but I'm gonna show you why I do not and let me I'm trying to get my screen ready for you guys I'm gonna walk you through what I do to get jobs and this will show you why so my my theory here and you say let me see before i go any further um will that give you a better chance for your application to get to get it to hr um maybe i'm not sure but let me show you one thing that you can do that's going to help you to get your resume done you said um i'm having no luck just submitting my resume okay i, I understand I, I hear you let me let me enlighten you real quick let me enlighten you Okay, so here's what I do. All right. Let me show you my screen. Now, this is some, this is not, nobody's talking about this. 
this course I do does not does not make money. Um, but I, I just want to show you guys something real quick. This this is something that's helped me. This is why I have not been without a job. I'm going to walk you through this. So the very first thing that you're going to have to do is um, you're going to have to research your market. What, what I mean by that is cybersecurity, for example, is a huge field, right? If you're trying to do if you just want to go into cybersecurity, right? I'm just using that example. There's many different uh, categories and subcategories of IT as a whole. Like you've got networking, you've got program management, project management, you've got um, you know software engineering, whatever it is, you need to pinpoint whatever that is. And you've got to do your research in that market, okay? You've got to do your research. And so this right here walks you through what you need to do. You don't like you don't want to buy this course? Cool. I got a book that's um about $10 that you could purchase or you could listen to me right now and I'm going to tell you exactly what to do, okay? So, research, research your market. What is your market? What do you do? For me, I could tell you. I got two major skill sets that I use. One is information system security officer work and I can tell you everything about this field. I can tell you about all the stuff that goes into it. I know all the keywords from it. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get keywords. The research of your market is going to give you keywords. It's going to tell you what jobs are in demand, what kinds of tools that you can use to get even deeper into your market. It's going to tell you um, what kinds of tools. It's going to tell you so many different things. He says, I'm I'm an Air Force reservist and I'm in cyber defense operations, but I don't have I don't have a cybersecurity experience in the civilian sector. Yeah, man, you're perfect. You're perfect. This is this is better than most people. This is better. This is better than me when I got out of the military. Okay, you're in a you're in a great position. So I, they don't call it. This is a perfect example. I'm glad you told me that. Perfect example of what I mean by research. Okay, research before you get out of the military, or if you happen to be, you're okay. You're in the reserves. So in the in the civilian sector, they don't cyber defense. Operations is one keyword you can use, but another one, there's a couple. One is cybersecurity analyst work. Okay, that's one. So that's people who work in a security operations center. I hope you're writing this down. So keywords would be security operations center, SOC. Those are two keywords you can you need to put on your resume. Another thing is uh, cyber defense operations. You want to put on there, but you also want to put cybersecurity analyst work. Okay, that's another one you want to put on there. Another one you could put on there is information system security officer, incident handling, incident response, because those are all things that you've done. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Those are things that you you are familiar with. Incident handling, incident response, security incidents. These are all keywords you need to put on your resume. Okay, you need to put that stuff on your resume. Okay, so um it, research will, will bear the fruit on that like you it's going to tell you when you do the research you will find out what the keywords are now keywords are very important because the way this market works right now is that you um you you're gonna have to put this out there on the internet and then you're gonna have to make it so people can find it so keywords is how people find your resume keywords key phrases now i have a downloadable a resume if you uh, want a sample. So if you look in my bio, if you look in convocourses.com, this site that I'm on right here, if you were to go here, sign up, 
you can get this for free. You can get this, my resume, my ATS style resume that I've used to get actual jobs. You can use it as an example because you need to have a specific uh, format of your resume. Once you have all of that, you have, you've done your research, you know what keywords to use. You, you, you uh, have put all those in your resume, in your ATS style resume. The next thing you want to do is you're going to upload it on LinkedIn. You're going to upload it on Indeed.com, on CareerJet.com, on Monster.com, CareerBuilder, on Dice. Um, you're going to use tools like Google Jobs. You're going to add it to ZipRecruiter. You're going to add it everywhere. All right. Now, the reason why you want to do this, the reason why you want to do this is because the name of the game, the name of the game is is marketing is marketing that's what you're doing to yourself you're 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 putting yourself out there everywhere because this is how they're going to find you and that's why it's really important you put your resume now when you put your stuff on linkedin on indeed on monster on all these different places you need to fill out the entire profile the course that i showed you there it walks you through all this kind of stuff i have a book link in description uh also it's on combocourses.com that book walks you through everything I'm telling you, like in great detail. All right. But if you can't afford it, it's fine. I'm going to tell you right now. OK, look, you want to fill out that complete profile. When you go to LinkedIn, you got to fill out the complete profile. So this is a numbers game. OK, and you're not going to get not even me with 20 years of experience. I don't get the first. I'm not often the first pick. You know, they've got so many, there's, it's, there's so much com competition out there. So many people vying for these positions. That job might have been out there for three, 30 days and they already are, are five interviews in with three other people, you know, where I just came in and I'm doing the first interview. So this is a numbers game. That's why you want to put your resume on like 10, at least 10 different platforms for job sites. And you need to fill out the entire profile. And you need to make the profile visible and, and make a way for them to contact you. If you do that on 10, as a matter of fact, you should do it on, if you're serious about getting a job, like a high paying job, you want to put it on like a hundred. You want to put it on like a hundred, dude, like every single one you could find, put it everywhere. So you want to market the hell out of yourself and it's a numbers game. So at some point, you're going to start getting calls. As a matter of fact, you're going to get so many calls, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be like those calls. You know, you get those spam calls where people are trying to sell you like um, that that warranty car information. It'll be like that, except it'll be job opportunities. I get so many job calls a day about I get so many calls that I, my phone is now useless. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I get so many emails, so many calls from job opportunities that is, yeah, I can't have all the jobs, right? I, there's only so much time in the day I can do this stuff. But if you do this stuff, I'm telling you, you will get, everybody who I know who have listened to what I said, who listened to, to me say these things I'm telling you right now, um, they come back and say, Bruce, like, man, that, that worked. It's been working for me for, it's been working for me for years, man. This works. And, and it'll work in any industry. Everything I just told you, it, it can work. If you're a nurse, it'll work there. If you're, if you're an attorney, it'll work. If you're paralegal, if you're whatever, choose your. If you have, if you have to put a, if you have to put a resume in a, you know, if you have to do two interviews, 
in your profession. And what I just told you will help you. It works, man. It's and it's pretty common sense, to be honest with you. Um, let me see. Uh, got another statement. Well, let me let me read these other ones first from uh, Just Call Me. Um, what your experience with Clarence Jobs? Okay, I could I could talk about that one all day long. Okay, somebody said chance it. What entry level job would you recommend for a ten year teacher that recently earned the Security Plus and has done six months course boot camps uh, GRC, um, but has no technical experience? other than six months at Verizon Wireless. Okay, so I get a lot of calls, just so you know, a lot of um, people in uh, the teaching field, in um, it's, the biggest ones I get is from teachers, um, both, both from the admin side and actual teachers, and then the other one would be the medical field that are trying to get into this field. And, um, the, what I would do, Chan, I'm going to give you a couple of different options. What I usually to, do is tell people to start where they are, especially in your position. Like I can see you, you're trying to do the work. You have done the work. You've done you. You have the knowledge in your head. That's great. That's that's really, really good. That's that's a part people. Most people have the most problem with. But you've done it. That's great. OK, so now start where you are. What do I mean by that? What what field are you in? Are you you happen to already still be in the school district or you happen to be, you know, in, in the hospital, wherever you happen to be? Look around in that sector because chances are they have a job opening and they want somebody who was familiar with their culture. Right. So if you happen to be a teacher and you are in there, there you might be able to look around and see if they have a, a, a IT job for setting up the wireless around the campus or securing their wireless, like look in that field. And you know where, you know where, uh, who to ask, you know where to go, you know their websites, you know where their career page is. Go to their career page and look for jobs for IT, right? You And if you know people there, you might even be able to get some referrals. Um, and they usually wanna hire people who already know, who already know the culture of that particular organization. So that's start where you are, number one. Now, number two, now, now everybody can do that. Now everybody can start where they are. And, and sometimes you can't, you, there's no opportunities there. So that's understandable. But that's, I'm telling you this because that's what I did. I started where I was. I was in the Air Force. I was a weapons specialist. Okay. I was a law enforcement guy enforcing the UCMJ. And I started where I was. I just started asking like, hey, are there jobs for IT doing? I would like to do that instead. And then they, and. Some people said yes, and some people said no. I just kept digging until I found it. And I found it, and then I cross-trained. I went into that field. So you can do the same thing within that industry. Start where you are. Now, if you can't do that for whatever reason, you've or you've already tried it, or you already left that position, or whatever, um, another thing you, that I would encourage you to do is look for entry-level positions and then work there for like three, four to six months, I would say, right? And if you're here, like, check this out. I'm actually, I'll just show you what I'm about. To. I would go to either LinkedIn or Indeed. I'm going to go to Indeed.com. Let me show you my screen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you exactly what I would do if I were you. All right. Here's Indeed.com. 
All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at let's switch the screen real quick. Dude, I hate this feature on TikTok. I got to fix this, man. It's very annoying. Okay. So here, here's what I would do. Okay. You said, let me see your qualifications. You said you have 10 years teaching. Okay. You earned a security plus. So watch this. I'm going to type in security plus. Security plus is highly marketable. So it's a great certification. All right. You have six months at Verizon Wireless. That's great. Okay. And you're, I imagine you're trying to get into a security position and you already have some experience. So that's good. Now, number one, Chan, what you need to do is put this on your resume. You need to put all of your security experience on your resume. If you worked at Verizon for some time, you probably have some level of security experience and you got to put it on your resume. Um, all right. So here we go. I typed in security plus. Now I'm going to search for anything within the last 14 days. All right. Look how many jobs there are. Look at that. Over 200,000 jobs. Now what we're going to do is we're going to look for entry level position. OK, we're going to go to experience level, entry level. Still a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. Look at this. A hundred over 100,000 jobs with Security Plus. They're looking for somebody with. OK, nope, that's that's not what we want. These are not. IT jobs. Okay, so what we're going to do is type in CompTIA. This is going to greatly narrow down our searches. Okay, it's just now there's 7,000. All right, so this should all be IT jobs. The other one wasn't IT jobs. This is what I would do. Right, so I search for entry level, entry level positions. Okay, now we're down to 1,000. We're filtering down to the jobs that are best for us. CompTIA Security Plus, all right. Let's look for jobs that are within the last 14 days. That's going to bring it down to 400 jobs, right? Another thing you might want to do is put your location, whatever your location is. That's going to narrow it down quite a bit. But now we're talking, you got IT specialist jobs. You've got desk port, uh, desktop support jobs. You've got system admin jobs. Now, you probably want a security job. So you probably want something like this, a cyber a cyber analyst job, cyber analyst job. And then that is, let's see, let's take a look at this job here. Full-time analyst position. Okay, let's see, exempt remote. Yes, look at that, eligible for remote work. Look at this. This is you right here, man. This is you. I wonder how much they pay. Let's see. This is a remote job. In Washington, it's a room. Look at this. You'll be, and then you would work. Now, it looks like the ratings aren't that great on it, but you, you're not doing it for the ratings, man. You're doing this for the experience, for this title right here. So you can put this on your resume and say you worked there and did a great job for six months. Now it's a part time job. Um, now it's not the best, but you can get two part time jobs if this, especially if this is only on the weekends or something. Look at this. Yeah. That's how you that this is what I would do for you. And there's probably other jobs here is CompTIA Security Plus tutor. Here's a data center night shift, um, probably location based more jobs. Junior security analyst. That's what I would do for you. I hope that helps. All right. I'm going to answer a few more questions and now I got to. I'm actually working on some other stuff that I got to do, so I'm going to have to get out of here real soon.
but thank you for your question, Chan. I appreciate that. Hope that helps. Um, let me see. See if there's other questions here. Other questions on TikTok. Um, okay, let me see. Um, it said apprentice. I want to start right now. I totally can. I'm getting my bachelor's degree on my third year in cybersecurity. Awesome. That's and congrats, man. Congrats. Is information technology lit? Um, I'm too old to understand what you just said. <laughs> Is it good? Is that what you mean? <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. I've my job, my life is same. You know, I've said this before. I've not done. I've not done great in my life. You know, I'm a, I'm a single father. I've been married twice. Um, I can't say that my my personal life has been great. But one thing I can say is that I know this shit right here. One thing I can say is I know I know how to make some money and I know how to I know how to get jobs and everything I'm telling you, I've been doing myself for a while. So I can't tell you how to be a father. I can't tell you how to, you know, I do my very best with it. You know, I do the best I can. I can't tell you how to be a, a husband. I do the best I can, but apparently I'm doing something freaking wrong. But I can tell you how to get this money right here. <laughs> I can tell you how to get this money right here. Because um, I've been doing this for quite some time. Um, can you work remotely and travel being in cybersecurity? Yes. Um, not not every position allows you to work remotely. Like right now, I'm working at a job where I can I could travel within the United States, but I'm a, because of the nature of the job I work, um, I won't be able to take their equipment overseas. So that's a problem. I might have to quit, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't know that. So I don't know if I'm gonna work here much longer. So if you guys happen to, if whoever, if you guys happen to be watching me, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, sort of. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, your question was, can you travel remotely doing cybersecurity? The answer is yes. The last job I did, um, the last job I did, I was working for a company writing their policies, and actually, two of my coworkers, one went to somewhere in Europe. And he was there visiting family, and another one was in um, went to went to India to visit family. And while we were working, they were they were overseas chilling, and I could have been there too. You know, I could have been wherever traveling. And then the job before that, I was I would work remotely sometimes. I would just take my equipment with me, and I would just you know make sure I'm in a secure spot and everything. I would call them, make sure that I could use the VPN from another country, all that kind of stuff, and. Yeah, the answer is yes, you can. Now, the current job I'm working, I'm working directly for the government. And no, I can't really travel overseas. I can travel within the United States. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's really it's really incredible. It's very free. Um, I really like it. Um, so that's why I, I'm trying to tell other people, hey, you know, this is out here. You don't have to suffer. You know, like it's going to take some work on your part, but you can do this, you know, and it's very secure. It's it's uh, I like I said, you know. One of the few things I did right was 
this career field. Like I have not been in without a job and I'm constantly getting people beating on my door saying, Hey, do you want this job? Do you want this job? I'm like, nah, you got a job. I'm employed. Um, how many hours do you work a week in a remote job? The same amount of hours, you know, um, it depends on the job too. Like, uh, the job I'm working right now, um, I'm in a position where I'm, I'm working on a, a system that's very difficult, has all kinds of problems. So I'm actually working more, a little more than 40. I don't have to, but I'm just trying to, it's a challenge. So I'm, I'm, it's kind of fun to see if I can do it. So I can, if I can get this system working, like it was kind of a challenge. So it's 40 hours a week though. Um, the other job I worked where I was doing, um, uh, I was, I was writing their policies, security policies. That one was as little as 20 hours a week, but up to 40. So I, I had more flexibility because it was a part-time job. And then the job before that one, it was, it was a little, it was 40 hours a week usually, you know, um, and that was, that was working with Verizon. So it, it just depends. Like you're going to work the same amount of hours, you know, normally they'll tell you, um, some jobs are, are less than 40 hours a week. Some, some jobs are more than 40 hours a week. How many years of experience do you need? Um, if you're entry level, you don't necessarily need years of education. What you need is the knowledge and the skill set to do the work. You need the not you need the knowledge to do the work to get your foot in the door. That's not to say you're going to automatically be making. These people are telling you that you're going to automatically make a hundred thousand, or you just get the certification or that certification. You're going to make a hundred thousand. That's just not true. You know, I don't know like what they're doing, like why they say that kind of stuff. I don't know if they don't have enough experience and they're just kind of going off hearsay or, or if they're just blatantly lying. I don't know. But I can tell you with with my 20 plus years of experience, you, you're not going to just get one certification and just automatically make 100000 You got to usually come to the table with some kind of in very valuable knowledge that that company needs. And if you can come with that, then education, like I said, my mentor, like two of the smartest people I know, two of the smartest human beings I know did not have a, they did not have degrees. They have a degree now, like four, you know, 10 years later, they have a degree. But when I first met them, they did not have a degree and, and they were making more money than most people. And they did not have a degree. That being said, did they know the stuff? Yes, they did. They had hands-on experience. They had been doing it in the military for X amount of years. So that's better than a degree. That's better than a certification. And they were very, very smart. So it depends on your situation. The, the average person um, who's not freakishly freaking smart, like myself, people like me, average people, you know, C students <laughs> are going to be students. You know, what we're going to do is we're going to hustle. We're going to learn. We're going to hit the books. We're going to learn the best we can. We're going to get our foot in the door at a, at a company that's going to pay us, um, you know, $20 an hour or something. We're going to work there for six months. We're going to use that experience. We're going to put that on our resume. We're going to go ahead and market a resume, put it out there on LinkedIn, on Indeed, on Dice, on whatever, monster.com. We're going to put it out there, right? We're going to market ourselves, And then we're going to level up because people are going to come to us and be like, hey, um, do you you know how to do this? We got this job here and it's going to pay you. 15, 20% more. And you were like, hell yeah, you're going to go over there. You're going to work there for a year or eight months, six months, whatever. You can collect that experience. And then if they don't internally give you a raise, then you can just, you know, you can just bounce. 
and then keep it keep it moving. All right, let me see. Do you have a GRC course? Um, what what is the best way to get into GRC? And do I have a GRC course? Um, the best way to get into GRC is um, if you have any kind of IT experience, uh, any kind of IT experience, you want to put all your the security best practices on your resume. I've got a resume you can download to give you some idea of what kind of stuff they're looking for, because it's not all like it's 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 not super. You'd be surprised. Like it's not all super technical. Like a lot of it's writing. A lot of GRC work is writing, technical writing. Um, if you've written policies before, if you have, you want to put that stuff on your resume. If you've taught cybersecurity, if you've um, worked with the organization to help to manage their risk, if you've done risk assessments, if you've done audits, uh, if you've done this kind of thing before, if you've helped write the security processes and procedures, you want to put that on your resume. That's what GRC positions are looking for. People who can write, people who can um not just technical hands-on. They want people who can write, people who can speak to others too. Because a lot of people in IT, they're not good at speaking with others. They're not good at, they're just not good at, they want to be locked in a closet and do their technical stuff. They're not good at talking to people. They're not good at dealing with difficult situations either. You want to put that stuff on your resume. So that that's one thing you can do. Another thing is Security Plus is a really good uh, GRC certification for entry-level type people. Um, and then your other question was, do you have a GRC course? I have a I have a GRC course that focuses on the NIST 800. And I'll show you guys that. I haven't mar been marketing this thing as much um, because I've been on this. Um, I've been telling people about Convo courses, about uh, getting jobs in this Convo courses. But let me show you where this is. So here it is right I'm on combocourses.com, and I apologize for the site. I'm trying to do something uh, better for the site. But if you go to all courses, um, I've got, you know, downloadable free stuff here. If you want to do that, I've got. Uh, and the only reason I do this is because people keep asking me uh, how to get in this, how what they do, and all this kind of stuff. So I just created this stuff. Because people are asking me. Number one, I got books that walk you through the risk management framework process, which is a GRC process. Um, I've got audio books for it. You can also find these on Amazon. These are real books. Um, they're then edited. Um, I took time to write these. I put poured my experience into it. But if you want a walkthrough, a complete walkthrough, um, how to do all this stuff with downloadable templates and everything. This is walking you through a complete GRC process. This is really my specialty. This is something I do the best. I can talk, I can talk for hours about how to do this off the top of my head because I've just been doing it for years. Um, so you're getting, if you get this course, um, you're getting this from a person who's been doing this for apps for years. I really know what I'm doing. Companies pay me a lot of money to do this. So here it is right here. Now there's an entry level. There's, if you don't know if you want this, there's a free preview that has the entry level of this. You know, you, if you don't want to drop that money on it, that's fine. Or you can actually just check out the book. The book also will walk you. It's on Amazon. It's on my site. All that kind of stuff. So, yes, I do have one. Thanks for answering the question so I can actually uh, promote promote my, my stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, let me see. I got some more questions. 
I'm a junior at Capella University now, majoring in information technology and software engineering. Uh, we'll get we'll we'll get our, our A plus certification, our CompTIA A plus, and more as well. Hope to get an internship soon, man. Congrats, Al, uh, Ajax. Congrats. That's the direction you want to go in, right there. Uh, that's a really good direction to go in. Now everybody has that that opportunity, so you are very blessed. Um, if I wanted to get into tech but didn't want to program, what do you recommend? Awesome. Um, so that's a great that's a great question. I love when people ask me this question because there is an answer. If I if this was me, if I wanted to get into IT, I wanted to make that money. I wanted to, you know, have that prestige of of, of working alongside of, of science, engineering, and technical gurus. Uh, what I would do, and I wanted to be in a stable environment, you know, unlike and and not as stressful. Like teaching is super stressful. Healthcare industry right now, especially in the U.S., is super stressful, crazy, and I, not as you know. You want something not political. You just want to make that money, right? I know what you. I know what you're saying. So if this was me, but I didn't want to be technical. I know I'm not technically inclined. I'm like, damn, you know, I can't. I'm that's not. I'm having trouble even reconfiguring my phone. How am I gonna fix a, a server? You know what I mean. So if this is you, what I would recommend is something called project management. I talk about this probably every week. Project management makes as much or more money than your average IT person. It's not technical, but they're adjacent to, we need them. Like whenever I'm doing working, I'm an information system security officer. I, I'm not going to get very far without a, a project manager because our projects are so huge that we need somebody to help us to guide us to contact other com com um, company, companies, other uh, departments, uh, get us all together in the same room and say, okay, here's what we're going to do for management says we got to do this and that. And, they're not necessarily a manager of people. They're a manager of the process. That's what they're doing. So they know tools. They know things and processes like Agile. They know things like uh, Scrum processes. They know they know th these are processes that allow large organizations to do very, very complex, manage very complex systems from the time that they are being uh, implemented to the time that they're being um, decommissioned. That's what they do. So look up, go to Google and type in project management, and then it'll show you a lot of stuff that you need to know. They'll, there's tons of stuff, <clears throat> but your ultimate goal is going to be to get a PMP. A PMP is a certification, a project management uh, certification. And that certification is worth, uh, it's worth a lot of money. So that's what I would do. It's very secure. Like it's just like this job here. It is um, it is resistant to all of the shenanigans that go on with um, with the stock market, you know, because uh, they really need people to do this work. You're going to be working with, with the state or the federal government or aerospace technology or large uh, projects that are not necessarily dealing with um, FANG, which is, you know, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and, and all other gigantic companies uh, that are sucking the life out of the stocks. 
um, because it's not based on just it's based off of utility rather than um, stocks. You know, not to say that, you know, um, Amazon and, and Facebook are not useful. It's just that they're they're sometimes their value is very much inflated because of all of the investors and stuff messing around with the stock market and stuff. That's why that's why you have this collapse of that's what that's what you're seeing right here. That's why the layoffs are happening because um, the Fed uh, is messing around with the interest rates and it's the stock market is collapsing. So their stock is going down. So they can they have to figure out ways to continue to make the same amount of profit. And the way they do that is to fire people. So. OK. Um, Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how you doing, man? Wayne says, um, having knowledge or PMP certification reducing risk for the company. Yeah, uh, the PMP is uh, is fire. Like I would highly recommend anybody do that. Hi, sir. Can you tell me about the OWASP? Um, you know what? I would like to do an entire course about the OWASP. Um, I would like to do a whole, maybe next time what I'll do, it, it really deserves my attention. So I would like to... Uh, Break that that one down and and um, talk talk more about that one on another. But thank you for that question, Con. I appreciate that, man. Um, what course would you recommend for cyber? What course would I recommend for cyber? Um, if you're starting off from scratch, if starting off from absolute nothing, um, then what I would recommend is is CompTIA A plus. Um, before you even start that, though. What you want to do is go to YouTube. If you got to figure out if you even want to do this stuff, okay? Number one, just figure out if you want to do because this is not for everybody. This is not for everybody. Like you might get into it. I don't know if you've ever like me. I like to try different things. I'll I'll see something like programming. I tried programming. I didn't like it. I was like, man, I don't. I could I do it? Yes, I could. But I just I wasn't good at it. Um, I was frustrated by it. And then the finished product. I didn't like the finished product. It worked. Like it made me some money and I made some app. And um, and in the end, like it took me three months to make some shitty app that I put on Google and Apple. And, and then I paid another dude to redo it for me. And this dude did in like three days. He did the same thing I did in three days. <laughs> I was like, I, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, another thing is, is, um is art is, is a uh, painting, you know, like, Everybody can paint, right? But not everybody's going to be good at it. It might take me three weeks to do. The first time I seen this, I can draw pretty good. Or at least I thought I could. Until I was in high school and I went to I went to a comic book convention, my first comic book convention. I'm a bit of a nerd. And I went to a comic book convention. And I saw one of my favorite artists, my favorite comic book artists. And my friends, I had two friends with me, and these guys were like, "Yeah, you know, I they I could draw way better than them. I was ten times better than them, and I was like, I was like fifteen, fourteen. I could like draw the characters and stuff, and comic books and stuff, and and things. Thought I was good. So I went to the comic book convention. I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was in the Bay Area somewhere. And uh, my friend's father, he he took us all there, and we went, and there was this line in front of this artist named Ron Lim. Ron Lim is a he's this man is brilliant. He's a genius artist, a penciler. And I went and saw him draw. And this man drew 
in I'm not even exaggerating. In one minute, he drew something I could not draw in a week. And after that, I was like, I don't think I'm an artist. <laughs> I was like, what the? <laughs> this dude, he just like. And then he had like this Spider-Man was like, you know, swinging. And I was like, I could never draw that. I mean, I was a pretty good artist, too, but I was like, I'm not passionate enough to get that good at it. So I'm like, you know. So what a lesson that was, you know, you might not want to. My point is you might not want to do cybersecurity. It might not be for you, to be honest. Like you might be like, ah, this isn't for me. You know, this is not what I want to do. So just go to YouTube, go to free courses, check out some free courses, check out free stuff. And if you're going through it and you're falling asleep, like, I can't, like, if you just can't stay awake during these courses, you're not excited about it, you don't want to do it, you can't stay awake long enough to learn basic concepts, man, do something else. Try program management. Project project management. I always call it project. It's project management. Try project management. You might, it pays as good or better than what we do here, so try that. Uh, let me see. What's the best way to start getting into cybersecurity moving to Seattle? Want to get started ASAP? Um, I, like I said before, like uh, the best way to get started in cybersecurity would be to start watching some videos and see if you like it. See if you're into this. The way you really want to start with cybersecurity is I, basic IT fundamentals. That's where you really want to start. You want to start off with, and ba when I say basic IT fundamentals, it's like knowing like what, how the computer works. When I say how the computer works is how does the CPU work with the motherboard, work with the, the memory? What is memory? What's the difference between memory and storage, right? You don't have to know like how the registries, how the actual bits are being moved to the, you don't have to know the mathematics of it. Like some of these uh, CS majors know, you don't have to know all of that. You know, you just need to know basics. How does it, how does it work? How do packets move from one system to another? The basics, like how does this work? Um, that's where you start. Um, if you want to actually get your hands dirty, where you can start is with your own computer. There's a couple of things that you can download, labs you can download to your computer and start messing around with it. This is kind of stuff I did when I was coming up in the late 90s. <laughs> well, we would what was big then was like a PC, like you could take a PC apart and put it together and stuff. And I like that. I, I mean, I was really into it. So I was already doing that before I even got into IT stuff, like making my own PC. I would like tear it apart, put it back together if I wanted another component. I would Buy that part, put it in there and see how it works. And I had to figure out, like, why is the sound not working? Like, why? Oh, damn. Like, I got the wrong sound card for this system. You know, it's not for the right slot for this system or whatever. I started learning all that stuff by hand, like hands on. The best place to start is the basic IT stuff. Nowadays, you can actually just download some stuff on your computer and do some of the same things. Um, like where you're seeing how networks work with uh, there's a program called GNS3. That you could use. There's one called VMware that you could use. Um, and there's some free stuff like uh, VirtualBox, I think it's called. Um, so there's all of these different free tools that you can use to even before you even start anything. If you're a geek, if you know you love this stuff, if you're into this or not even into it, you hate it, but you're just good at it. Um, the next thing you want to do is get a certification. Try 
because the certification, you put that on your resume and it's going to help you to get more jobs. So uh, Security Plus is what I would recommend to anybody who's already, if you're already smart on IT stuff. But if you know nothing, if you're just dumb with computers, but you really want to learn it, A plus certification is where I would start. Um, you can do other things like Google IT support, but I don't really know how marketable those are. Those are new certifications. It's a, it's a new certification. So I don't know how, you know, I don't know if it's going to really land you a decent job. But A plus, I can tell you from my own personal experience, because it's the first one I got. I could tell you that one, that one will help you out if you're starting off. And it'll help you to learn the stuff too. Any thoughts on AI taking computer cybersecurity jobs? I don't personally believe that chat GPT, uh, is that what it chat, chat GPT is gonna take jobs? Um, I don't personally believe that AI is anywhere close to taking cybersecurity jobs just yet. Will it one day? Maybe, yeah, possibly. Possibly, but right now. It's really a great tool. Like these are really, really great tools. I was messing around with Chat GPT, and uh, it's it's definitely awesome. Uh, but I don't see it taking over jobs because even if I had it say, you can go into J Chat GPT and type in, write a system security plan. <laughs> you can just have it write like write a system security plan template, write a SAP template, write a like. So the the problem with that is that it will do its best and it'll do something better than you can do in one in one minute that you it will take you a week to do it but as a cybersecurity person you need input and so that's why they do all these background checks on us because they're going to trust you with their information like if you work at a bank think about this think about your bank do you want some do you want somebody that nobody trusts working on your information the bank has your information. They need somebody they can trust to do it. All right. With cybersecurity, you need do you need the actual information from the bank? You need to know where all their skeletons are in their closet. That means you need to know all their vulnerabilities, all their main systems, all the servers that keep all the money and transfer money from here to there. You got to know you you they're going to trust you with the keys to the castle. All right. So for I for an AI, for an artificial intelligence, they'll have to feed all that information, all this critical information into the system so it can do do its thing. Right now, these systems are not. Sophisticated enough to do it by themselves. It still takes somebody to know. What input to put into that. AI system to get it out. Now, I will say this: AI is, is is becoming more and more important to for us. Algorithms, I should say, algorithms, technology, and eventually AI is going to be more and more important for us to do our work for cybersecurity people to do our work. And the reason why I say that is because right now I'm in without saying too much about where I work or what I'm doing or what system, all that kind of stuff. The system I'm working on has like. 30,000 systems. It has 30,000 devices. And I'm being like, it's more than that, I'm sure. Do you know how many vulnerabilities? Are? It's it's crazy, man. And um, we're having to manage all this information. You know, vulnerability, like Microsoft will say, okay, we have this update and that has to go on, on 20,000 systems, right? This update has to go. And then we got to figure out which systems have 
the, the update, which didn't work, which how to test them out. We got to do all the stuff. We absolutely need techno algorithms. We need software. We need AI to help us to manage all that data. So, um, yeah, so it, it's a great help, but I would not say it's going to replace our jobs. It's uh, it's too complicated. It's too there's too much human interaction between us. Like most of my job is talking to people. Most of my job is talking to this organization. Most of my job is I'll give you an example. Like I have to we have a vulnerability. I have to go and talk to the uh, vulnerability management team, the guys who push out. The, they put together the packages that's going to touch all 20,000 systems. And this and it doesn't work for whatever reason. There's 25 systems after going through all 20,000 systems. Five systems don't work. Five systems didn't get the patch. Five systems are still vulnerable. Right. And now I have to talk to them and say, hey, we just found these five systems that are vulnerable. Like we got like what's going on with these. And then we've got to open up the system. We got to go open up the system and figure out, OK, what's going on? Nine times out of 10, it's a human problem. Example would be there's too much data on this. There's not enough space on the system. That's a human problem. Somebody who owns that device or who somebody's on that prop on that system, they have so much garbage and files and stuff on that system that we can't put the patch that we need. How does AI know that? I had to, we have to talk to each other to figure out what the problem is. Talk to the person on the computer, figure out what's look into their directories and say, okay, what's going on? Like, okay. We don't have enough space to put this. That's why this thing didn't work. Okay, let's see how you could write an algorithm that could figure that out. But there's there's all these one-off issues that are going on. Like this system is they don't have this system doesn't have enough hard drive space, so they didn't get the patch. This other system, it's not online. It wasn't online to receive the patch. Okay, let's track the system down. Which site are they at? Uh, I believe that that's. They're at, they're at X, Y, and Z site. Okay, let's call them. We got to call them up like, hey, uh, could you turn the system on? What system? Here's the name of the system. Could you turn it on because we have to we have to fix it. What do you mean fix it? The patches didn't run on the system, so we're trying to, could you turn the system on? Okay, let me see if I can find it. I'll call you back. Right? That Can AI do that? Not yet. So that's why I don't, it's a great tool. AI is a great tool, but it's not like, a lot of our work is working with people. We got to call people. We've got to get meetings with people. We've got to figure out what's going on. It's all these human issues that we have to solve. A lot of it. So what are your top YouTube channels that you recommend for programming or tech things in general? Um, honestly, don't. I have to be honest with you, Khan. I don't watch a lot of technical videos like uh, most of the videos i watch are like either mma fighters or uh, <laughs> i watch mma stuff and um random random videos about movies that are coming out marvel stuff nerd stuff i watch stuff like that i don't watch too many uh technical channels um which technical channels do i would i recommend um if I have a technical issue, it's sometimes it'll be vendor channels. I'll, I'll like if I'm trying to fix a uh, let me see if I can tenable. Like if I want a tenable is a, a network scanner, and so I'm trying to figure out like how to some feature on tenable. Like actually the other day I was looking up 
what the term AES meant in Tenable. And it's, it's, if I can remember, it's asset exposure scoring. So I'll look at just, I mean, what I mean is I look up vendor uh, sites. Like I'll, I'll give you an example. Like if I have an actual problem, I don't watch too many channels for like, it's because I do this stuff like all the time, like I'm constantly, so I don't want to watch somebody's YouTube videos. Like I don't like it's, I'm, it's kind of like I'm oversaturated with this stuff because I'm talking about it constantly. I'm writing books about it. Like I, whenever I'm on YouTube, I'm trying like not to watch anything that I do on a daily basis. But yeah, vendor stuff I do watch. So let me show you like a couple of sites that I go to because I'm I'm working on these systems. Here's one Tenable. Yeah, this one right here I'll I'll look at like maybe Splunk or something. Like if I want to deep dive into some some uh new yeah here's here's one that i look at sometimes because i have to do this this is one of the products we use another one would be uh splunk oops wow what's going on with me share my other screen here splunk would be another one it's fender stuff uh here's another one that I'll watch, like, I'll just, I want to know more about Splunk stuff. So I'll just, or if I want to know about like a Reg edit, Reg, Reg X tutorial, I'll just, you know, and this is the kind of stuff I do if I'm looking for technical stuff and I'll just watch some dude's video about how to, you know, like I'll watch a video about that one thing. Um, technical people who I watch, um, Damn, I'm trying to think of one. There's one dude named who I watch on a regular basis. M MKBHD. I watch this guy. He talks about random technical stuff. This dude right here. Marcus Brownlee. He's awesome. Really like this guy. Uh other technical IT dudes. He's not like really an IT guy. He's more just like a gearhead. But this his reviews are very good, and I like how his videos like his dude's on another level. This guy right here, I watch this guy too. I like this guy. This guy's really good. Um, but he does like unboxing type stuff. Um, who else do I watch? Do I watch any cybersecurity people? Not really. I don't really watch any cybersecurity. I'll I'll watch like uh CISA people. Like the CISA site, um, every now and then. This is a government site. Um, yeah, so this this is this is another one I watch um, from time to time. What other? I mean, that's about it. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. Like I'm not. <laughs> I don't uh, often watch these technical sites because I'm doing this stuff all day. Like this is. 90% of my life is doing technical stuff. So the last thing I want to do is look at more technical stuff. Um, it's just, you know what I mean? It's like if you work at Starbucks and you're looking at coffee all day, you know, not too many people are going to want to go home and then look at coffee all day. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, you know, I usually use YouTube to like detox to like not do work. 
I do watch a lot of uh, like how to videos on like doing this kind of stuff, like streaming and uh, how to videos from there's a bunch of people I watch for like YouTube, like how to do YouTube, how to do TikTok, how to do those kind of videos. But like actual actual how to's on risk management for no, I do not need to watch that stuff at all. I do not need to watch that. Um, and then normally if I type that in, my face comes up. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's it, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate all the questions. I'm so surprised that I get so many people watching and uh, so many people asking questions. I really appreciate it. It's really great to, to, like, to have this community. Um, appreciate everybody. Thank you guys for watching. Um, I will be doing this next week. I'm working on something to get I got so much content, so much stuff. I'm trying to consolidate it in one spot so people know how to find this stuff easier. That's what I'm doing now on the back end. <sighs> I got to figure it out. So I watch a lot of videos on that, by the way, like how to do that stuff. Um, but that's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I am out of here and see you guys hopefully next week. And um,